and welcome to episode number 72 of the Stick to Hockey podcast. And like the song there is saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Well, the NBA shut down yesterday, the NHL pausing their season today. So we're all about to find out what you got because the NHL is gone for now, hopefully to return soon enough. And I managed to work a little Cinderella in. But to keep to form, uh, Russ, at Sportsology on Twitter, uh, give me a 72. I gave it to you last time. You did. Uh, boy, I, I can't think right this moment. There's too much you going on. You can't remember Sergei Bobrovsky? Ah, you know what? Is he even in goal anymore? It's Chris Dridger. I don't remember Bob. <laughs> well, you remember <laughs> seven years and uh, 10 million per 70 million, don't you? I do. And, and drafting Spencer Knight in the first round. Good move, Florida. You wonder why you're Florida. Uh, <laughs> Russ joining us here at Sportsology on Twitter, sportsology.com. And I'm sure you'll have some new content coming up, right? Yeah, absolutely. I just posted not too long ago a couple different things, prospect articles. I'm interviewing an actress on Monday. I interviewed a couple other people, a musician. So there's all kinds of stuff. Well, you're going to be interviewing a lot of musicians and actresses coming up for the next couple of weeks. You uh, betcha. Also on this episode, we've got Dave Isaac. Dave, how you doing, man? Doing well. Thanks for adding me in. Uh, well, it's it's an emergency episode, so we're bringing in the heavy hitters. Obviously, the big news today is that the NHL is now, as they I guess they termed it, uh, they are pausing their regular season. And let me just read the statement for the people that have not saw it yet that the NHL put out, because uh, I just want to be accurate. It says, this is the statement from Commissioner Gary Bettman. In light of ongoing developments resulting from the coronavirus, and after consulting with medical experts and convening a conference call of the Board of Governors, a National Hockey League is announcing today that it will pause the 2019-20 season, beginning with tonight's games on Thursday. The NHL has been attempting to follow the mandates of health experts and local authorities while preparing for any possible developments without t- taking premature or unnecessary measures. However, following last night's news that an NBA player tested positive for coronavirus, and given that our league shares so many facilities and locker rooms, and it now seems likely that some member of the NHL community would test positive at some point, it's no longer appropriate to try and to continue to play games at this time. He goes on to say they'll continue to monitor and consult with med- uh, medical professionals and experts on when this will resume. They do want to resume the season. So let's start with you, Dave. First and foremost, um, this was probably uh, expected when the NBA came out last night and paused or, or uh, suspended their season. Uh, any shocks in what you read there from uh, the commissioner and how this thing's going to move forward? Yeah, not not a whole lot of shock. Like you said, after after the NBA did it, you kind of expected the NHL to fall. Flyers are one of 11 teams that share their building with an NBA team. So you, you, you had to figure that there was, for lack of a better term, some sort of cross-contamination that, that was actually there for a, a few uh, the different teams and you know people like on Twitter were saying, well, they don't share locker rooms. Well, that may be true, but the Flyers make Elaine Vigneault an NBA one, the, the first guest locker room uh, on game day. So there is some level of using other teams' facilities a little bit there. So uh, better safe than sorry. It's something that two days ago, before all this madness came last night, uh, I, I had heard some rumbling about that's on the table, and I thought that's insane. There's no way would shut down the, the whole season. And, and here we are uh, about 48 hours after that point, And that is the case. Well, the six degrees of separation, uh, Utah, the jazz played Detroit on Sunday and Detroit played the Sixers last night. And I think that's probably Russ what necessitated the Wells Fargo center shutting down today for a good cleaning and sterilization. 
No question. And, and we've also learned from different shows that a lot of times the shared buildings, they share the same workout room, too. Yep. So, you know, that's another whole issue. But I'm not shocked that this happened. I mean, a lot of people were fighting me on Facebook, as they normally do, when I thought this was worse, not with the league, but in the world than what we were you know, seeing at the time. And now clearly where everybody's reacting to it. What we don't know is, yeah, how long the season will be, if there's going to be the end of a season, if there's going to be a truncated playoffs. There's a lot of different questions. We do know that like back in 1919, that was the last time they lost the season due to like the Spanish flu. I don't think they'll lose the season. But again, like Dave said, 48 hours ago, we didn't think they would lose any games. And now, so you never know. Like My point is, there's no way you can pin it on a league to tell you exactly what's going to happen, whether you have tickets or not. You don't know. All of it's going to be up in the air. And to be honest, like the easy answer is, hey, it's got a 14-day period that it's got to go through, meaning the virus. If everybody is tested clear and they're all self-quarantined, then you probably can move on in three weeks. But that's the best case scenario. If a few guys come up with you know, having the virus and then all of a sudden a few more do, it's going to take longer. So there's really, you know, right now we're at the very beginning. We really don't know. Uh, Dave, do, do you have any information or do you know, will the teams be able to practice together during this period of time or are they going to kind of self-quarantine on their own? I know the Boston Celtics are quarantined together, but that's an NBA team. So what's the, what's the latest you're hearing in regards to how teams can conduct business, albeit not games right now? It sounds like they're asking the guys to just stay home, that there won't be any practices uh, during this time, which, you know, smart thing to do. Um, That came from Dan Rosen, an employee of the league. So I I would imagine that that's that's pretty solid information there when he says that the teams won't practice. The Flyers were planning on coming home at 10 a.m. tomorrow, uh, the day after when they thought they would be playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now that game's not happening Thursday. uh, And I would imagine that they would come home uh, Thursday instead of Friday morning. So uh, I, I would imagine all those guys are just going to kind of, you know, stay at home or your apartment, whatever the case may be, and, and kind of await further instruction. Well, they're, I'm sure they're hoping that everybody's got a Peloton <laughs> in their apartment at this point. Yeah, if not, Peloton, they're probably getting delivered, right? Maybe some synthetic ice in the yard, you know, something. Yeah, I'm sure those guys that live down in Old City have a nice big synthetic ice on their patio. Yep. <laughs> and they're striding or, or get one of those. Uh, you can get like a, a what's it called? A, a treadmill, a skating treadmill. Right. I remember seeing um, there was a Flyers piece back in the day after they had acquired Pavel Brendel. And to hype Pavel Brendel, they showed him on that machine. And my my remark was knowing what he was like on the Rangers was that was the hardest I'd ever seen him move even on or off the ice. <laughs> well, probably it, was it, he it, moving the belt, or was the belt moving him? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, he was strapped in and kind of elevated above it to make it look good. Um, uh, Russ, when when you look at the situation now and the NHL, you know the big question is is well, how long are they going to be out? None of us have that answer. Um, but from some reports that we read and, and we're hearing from Darren Dreger and Frank Saravalli and others, uh, teams have been notified to, to to investigate building availability into July which begs a lot of questions. Uh, can the league go into July and go past June 30th with uh, contracts running out? Dave and I were discussing this on Twitter. I want to get both your thoughts on that. Well, I, I don't I don't foresee that happening. I think they would truncate the playoffs before that. I think they just want to sort of check the buildings thing so that I think they just gave that date, knowing that it might run through the end of June. But at the end of the day, 
it's going to be either the longer you hold out and it's not their fault, but the longer they stay away, the more that they run the risk that fans just lose interest. Like I know season ticket holders will be back, but let's say you get a scenario where the playoff format changes and maybe the first two teams outside of the wild card get to have a play in. So let's say Florida is in it, right? They don't have a lot of season ticket holders. If they put their season, if their tickets up for sale in, you know, middle of June, they're probably not going to get a tremendous response at that point. And so I think it's going to be very hard this year to keep the fans engaged for this time out. I think that's the NHL's biggest worry, to be honest. Yeah, Dave, when you look at it, uh, how should they navigate this? Because you never want to hand out the cup with an asterisk. And, you know, they may have to go to either a three-game first round or best of five instead of the seven. We know how great the NHL playoffs is. Would it make more sense for them to go that way and shorten the playoffs, or would it make more sense to end the regular season at 72 games or even where they're at in the standings right now? Well, the thing about trying to end it where things are, the teams haven't all played the same number of games. Now, I guess you could move the goalposts and say number 72, or whatever, and try and cut a bit of a corner that way. But uh, you're either looking at going further in, going into July, or abbreviating the schedule in some way. Whether that means you, you, you look at best of threes and best of fives instead of best of sevens, or cutting some out of the regular season. Like this, like Russ said, this isn't going to be a one-two-thing. Like, this is going to take a little while here. And outside of just the health reasons, they have to come up with all the logistics too, and that may take just as long. Yeah, coming up with just the schedule, because uh, you would assume that all sports will return at the same time, at least the NBA and NHL, and there's so many shared facilities. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the, the specific effect on the Philadelphia Flyers, because in some ways, and you look at teams that are banged up right now and guys that are out for four to six weeks or a couple weeks like Nate Thompson or four to six weeks for a guy like James Van Riemsdyk or Phil Myers, who's out with the fractured patella for four weeks, this allows a, a period of time to go by without those players losing regular season games. It, it, is that an advantage for the Flyers, or are they just like every other team banged up with injuries, Dave? I, I think that there's going to be a certain level of attrition for, for a lot of teams once they come back. It's kind of like the fourth liner who's sitting on the bench while the team's down two goals. They, they haven't used their legs in quite some time. Everybody's going to come back. and you, You're not going to have another training camp. You're going to, to go through some level of play not being quite up to par. I mean, things were ramping up so much. These were like playoff games already. And, and even if you have JVR back in, in a month from now when everything starts resuming, if, if we assume that that were to be the case, uh, it's, it's going to look a little closer to September, March, or April hockey. Hey, Russ, how do you like if you're making the decision, if you're the commissioner of the NHL and you're not, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you know that because sometimes I think you think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but how would you navigate this? Would you shorten the regular season or just get teams to um, everybody plays the same amount of games or would you truncate the playoffs? What's your preference to me? I do not want to truncate the playoffs. I don't either. My my actual preference would be to try and get to that like 72 game mark. So if teams have a few games left, but if that's not possible, I'd lop off the rest of the regular season and just focus on the playoffs. That would be the ideal thing. But the problem is 
A team like Vancouver is going to cry about it. A team like Florida is going to do that. Now, if you have the one-game play, and I think it does help those teams because they were legitimately close to the playoffs. But if you're like Chicago and you're like four or five points out, I would just be like tough luck. I mean, I just would. I would be you like, you know, like, position anyway. You should have won those games back in September or whatever. So I think 72 is a good number. But honestly, if it gets to the point where, like the NBA just said, it's going to be at least 30 days. If it's going to be at least oh, they 30 did days, that. they did. And wow. if it's a, a you know, they said it could possibly be 30 days. They did come out with that. If the NHL at some point says that, then I think they just need to lop off the rest of the regular season and let those bottom teams do a one-game play-in and then just have your regular playoffs. That's what I would do. Okay, so let me get this straight. So so who gets the one-game play-in? The two teams outside of the wild card in the East and the West, those next two teams. Okay, so so the, the, okay, the wild card teams in the East are Carolina and Columbus right now, but Columbus has played two more games than Carolina, and they've played two more games than the Islanders. So what would you do? Have two play-in games, and then those two teams would face off to see who gets in? So, like, Carolina as the number wild-card number one would take on the Rangers, and the Islanders would take on Columbus. Right, something like that. And so the winner of both both of those games would would get in as the wild-card. Wow, that's interesting. And and then Florida, who's sitting, you know, three points back right now of Toronto, it's, oh, well, tough luck, Florida. Yeah, they're just going to have to get beach chairs. I mean, that's just the way it is. You shouldn't have traded Trocheck. (laughs) <laughs> this is your punishment for trading Trocek. Um Dave, uh, the league making this decision, it was a foregone conclusion that this is what they had to do when the NBA did it. Um, it it's the right thing to do based on everything going on. Uh, when you look at the, the league and the way they got to handle this going forward, it, could you foresee a situation where the, all the players tested positive, but it's still an issue in the country? They bring the games back but they don't allow fans when it does come back for a period of time. Yeah, that would be really tough pill to swallow for the owners. Like it would, it would really at that point just be about making season gets finished as close to on schedule as possible. Uh, I don't think that would go over really well. I, I, I I do think that if, if you're worried about losing the casual, that, that play in scenario, that's, that's intriguing. Like that's something that you could, Excited. You could have people get get really excited about. And I mean, if if you're making the magic number seventy two, there's three teams in the East that have already played seventy one, and five teams in the West that have already played seventy one. And you're gonna ask a team to come back after a month off, play one game, and that's your amp up uh, for, for the playoffs. And that's it. You know, for I a mean, couple of those teams, maybe maybe that maybe that gets them into that wild card. Maybe it gets them into the play in. Whatever. Uh, it, it would be it would but I. I think that once they come back, there's got to be fans there. I, I can't see, foresee a scenario where they, they come back to empty stadiums. They're already going to be losing a lot of money. I mean, here's the big question that we don't know the answer to because we don't see their books, right? Is it worse to lose some regular season games and have to refund some season ticket holders? Or is it worse, worse to have empty stands and get none of that other revenue for whatever games are left? Like that's Including that's television. Yeah. Well, television is going to be there no matter what. Like, yeah, that's guaranteed. That's guaranteed. So it's the other things that are the variables as to the extra money a team can make. Plus, look, as far as jersey sales, swag, all that stuff, people that were going to buy playoff stuff, they're not buying it now. That Maybe they'll buy it uh, when the playoffs get announced. But, you know, you're going to lose that window of excitement, too. Is, is there any scenario where the Stanley Cup is not handed out this year? Yeah, it sounded like that. That might have been on the table a couple of days ago. I think that 
got to be a certain point here, and it can't be much further than a month or two from now, where that comes back into the forefront. And, and maybe it is the case that they don't have for the, the first time uh, since 1919 because of something other than a work stoppage. And by the way, in 1919, if you ever go back and look at that, came that after five games and game four, they called a zero zero tie after two overtimes. How do you have through five games? The teams are tied. <laughs> yeah. That's bizarre, right? That two, is two bizarre. and one. I've never wow. looked at that. That is bizarre. I, you know, it's interesting, Jason, because I think, I think at the end of the day, when we look at this, it's possible that there wouldn't be a season if, Players contracted it at a quicker rate than we thought. Like, all of a sudden, in a week, we hear, like, I don't know, 12, 15, 20 players have it. Yeah, like then they have fire. to get Right. They have to get better, right? And we don't know how long that period is. We only know how long, like, the gestation period is for the virus. But we don't know how long it is to get rid of all the symptoms. And then what if all of a sudden we find out, hey, just cleaning the building is not enough. People could still catch it. Those are the two scenarios where I think then all of a sudden – a season could be canceled, but you know, we're going to be learning this stuff on the fly. Literally. Yeah. I, I think the one thing, and I just thought of this, maybe to get teams to 72, maybe they don't play in front of fans just to get to the 72 and keep the, the playoffs as four best of seven rounds. Right. But what they do is they control environment, those games and they play them in practice facilities. Cause it's a lot easier to make sure that the skate zone in Voorhees is clean and sterile than it is the Wells Fargo center. So maybe that you know they and go a lot to the, of fewer employees to pay too. Yeah, and and you go exactly. Yeah, I mean you're, it's a controlled environment. There's no crowd. There's NHL referees. There's media, uh, but you just have it at the practice facility, and they'll broadcast it uh, as best they can on television, um, and you know in that kind of facility and, and deal with it just to get to the to get everybody to 72 games. How you plot that out? I mean, some teams have three games. I've only played six, you know, or four games. I've only played 68 games. You know, the Columbus Blue Jackets are already knocking on the door. Their regular season's pretty much over. They got, you know, two games left to get there. Yeah. Um, and they get ready for the playoffs. Should should they be one of the teams that would make it? So um, how teams are, are able to rebound from this month or whatever it might be, guys, too, and how they handle themselves over this break, it could be very telling. It's like when you came out of the 04 lockout, some of the older players, the league wasn't for them when they came back, not just because of rule changes, but just because they couldn't get themselves back into shape after not playing for a year. Right. And, you know, the, the other thing is with these players that are injured now that are going to need conditioning, you know, what if the AHL stays out, right? Then all of a sudden there's no place to condition. Uh, beer league games are going to go away soon and you might not even be able to rent ice time. So like Dave said, just coming back is going to be hard because nobody's going to be able to play anything of any kind of consequence. They won't even be able to shoot against you, Jason. And that's, you know, it's something. Well, they shot on me last night. Not much though. Uh, I only saw 11 shots in the game last night. Uh, we're, we're trying to put together the beer league is still going on, but I did hear that Iceworks and Aston, that rink uh, that Jimmy Watson in, is involved yeah. in the owner of, uh, that is closed right now. I know Iceline and Westchester is not as of this point. So I was talking to some of the guys, uh, Matt Wendell and a couple of the guys that play over at Iceline, the higher end players. We're trying to get a beer league showcase. We're going to get Coatsy out there because who shouldn't announce beer league if it's not Coatsy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Coatsy and Saunders out there and we'll put it on like NBC SN plus nine. <laughs> at you least know, somebody will have a conditioning stinic radio guys <laughs> yeah well you know those guys will be on the golf course every day and for 36 <laughs> hey dave we know you got to go but thanks for joining us here on the stick to hockey podcast thanks, Russ and i are going to keep it going yeah that's good thanks for having me guys hope we're talking hockey again soon 
All right, Russ. So uh, let, let's talk about kind of the, the trickle down effect of this. And we talked about injury. Well, I got to show you something before we talk about the trickle down effect. Did you ever see the picture of me at Gatorland? No, I did not. Oh, you're holding a little gator there. We usually I, I, don't do this on video, but Dave came in on video. So we were like, did. oh, let's all do it on video. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? it Gatorland was fun, but I got to tell you, it's in Orlando. And it was a lot cheaper than uh, Universal or, or Disney. It was only like a fifth of the price. Well, my wife uh, on our honeymoon, which didn't go very well, um, because <laughs> we had a, a Category 5 hurricane blow in after two <laughs> I've days. I've heard about that. Hurricane Wilma. It was great. Uh, but in the time that we were there, we she managed to convince me to swim with dolphins and uh, manatees. There you go. I'm not getting in or touching or, or going near a gator. What was like the allure there? It was great. And I got to afterwards, they let me like pet it and rub its belly. It was it was fantastic. Matter of fact, they asked if I wanted a snake around my neck. I passed on that. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that, I drew the line at that. <laughs> but well, that that was a smart decision. Hey, do you want a boa constrictor around your windpipe? <laughs> Listen, you know, you want a cool picture. You gotta, you gotta, you know, risk it. Uh, um, b- before we kind of get back into where the league is right now, let, let me hit you because a, a lot of people were asking, and I put out a, a tweet asking for questions um, about college free agents. Right. What do you hear in the college free agent land? Uh, who the Flyers might be interested in, and. And how this is going to play out, uh, I guess, the Frozen Four and, and college season is going to end now as well. Yeah. Instead of talking about the actual free agents, because that's going to be hard to navigate because we don't know if there'll be a Frozen Four. And then I don't know what will happen with their contracts. Let's talk about the guys that they have under contract that may or may okay. not keep as flyers. And so, you know, why Kaliniak? I, I saw Chuck Fletcher said, yeah, we definitely want to keep him. But he has another year and could go back. Chuck knows as well as all of us, if he goes back, the odds go up exponentially that he does not sign with the Flyers. And that's Mm. something that Tanner Lasinski has done. And so, you know, they want to sign all of them. Of course they do. But from the player perspective, they always want to see opportunity. And Kaliniak is a terrific power play guy, excellent skater. He's an okay defender. So if he's looking at the bevy of young talent that the Flyers have on the blue line, especially on the power play, he's not going to want to be the lead guy in the power play on the Phantoms forever. So that's something where I think that's why he hasn't made a decision yet. I think it's going to be a tough decision for him to make. And it wouldn't shock me if he goes back simply because right now there may not be room for him. As far as Lasinski, whenever that season is officially over, then he will get to choose. And I think he is in demand. So again, he is going to have to, he's going to have to talk to the flyers and they're going to have to say, hey, is there room for this guy if we want to make him like a 4C or put him on the wing on the fourth line or is Thompson going to come back next year? Those kinds of things play into when you're talking about these, you know, higher echelon college free agents. You know, like Joe Vecchione was a nice college free agent, but he's not at the level, you know, any of these two that I'm talking about. So these guys are more destined to at least play some NHL time. So I think those are the two key guys. And like the Rangers have Keandre Miller. It looks like, he is going to sign, come out of Wisconsin. Uh, Turcotte already signed with, with the Kings. Yeah, and Alex so, so Alex Turcotte, he's going to go to Ontario. They, apparently, they're going to send Miller to Hartford, but they say, you know, there's some talk around that he wasn't doing well in school. I hope it's only to fill out the rest of this season in Hartford, whatever season there might be. There might not be anything. And Start. I think he should go back to the OHL next year because I saw him in the World Juniors. I saw some games this year. 
he had some up and down play. He, he, he definitely could have played better. And so I am not of the belief that just because he's going to be playing with pro instruction at the AHL level that he's ready for that, even though physically he's ready. But he's also a forward that got converted into a defenseman probably like five, six years ago. And it does take a long time to make that conversion. We've seen guys. And so for me, I would send him to the OHL next year, but that's just me. Those okay. are a couple you know, big names. I, I think he answered Ted's question. He said, which Flyers prospects are most likely to sign ELCs with the team over the next five-ish months? Which prospects are the Flyers itching to sign who may not be on the radar of the average fan? So I think you, I think you definitely covered that up. Um, let's go to another question on Twitter. Uh, Russ, uh, Rock Kickass says, what is more likely, a shortened ended regular season and full playoffs or finish the 82-game season and play a shortened playoff format first? and or second round best of five. And what's your opinion on which one? We know which one you prefer, but which one right. do you think is more likely? I think from the, the second league? one, I think the second one is more likely because it seems like there are a bunch of owners that really want the regular season revenue. And so I think that's what they're really pushing for. I don't know if they'll get it, but I, I can tell you, I would be completely shocked if the Stanley cup or the conference finals weren't best of sevens. I think no matter what, they will be best of seven. So I think anything other than that, you could shorten. But I don't think they're going to shorten those two. Okay. Makes sense. Um, Eric Bowman tweets in and says, uh, he's at Big E underscore 17. He says, is this not the strangest Flyers season ever? He goes from uh, Nolan Patrick's migraines and hasn't played uh, a single shift yet this year. Obviously, uh, Oscar Lindblom's cancer diagnosis with the Ewing sarcoma, and we're all praying for him. And now this happens. It it, it, it is one of the most strange things, a compilation of things to happen uh, that I can ever recall in Philadelphia sports combined. And he says, this is maybe how the Flyers are not destined to win at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, even though I grew up a Ranger fan, I'd been watching Rangers and Flyers games since like 72. And I can't think of a stranger one. I've been covering this team pretty religiously for about 12, 13 years. I really can't, I can't come up with any comparable. This, this has been strange. Uh, it's going to get stranger. That's, yeah. that's the weird part. We're not even through it yet. Some of the strangest things in hockey have, or in, in sports have happened involving Philly teams. Look at the, uh, the, the, the um, World Series in 2008 where they had to postpone that game. Yeah, after and they the fifth still played inning. the next one in bad weather, right? It was cold. It was rainy. It was cold. It wasn't rainy the next day. Two days it later, was it was rainy the next day, but clear. it was yeah. really cold. Yeah, yeah. it was colder. And, and then, oddly enough, after the Phillies won the World Series, the parade day, which was Halloween, was stunningly gorgeous out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you look at, like, the Fog Bowl. The Fog Bowl, sure, yeah. Didn't the Flyers play? Was it in Buffalo with the fog where they had to come out and break up the fog on the ice? I don't know if that was them, but they definitely had that happen at the odd. Yeah. Yeah. It was the odd in Buffalo, a, a rare warm day in Buffalo. must have been like 58 degrees. That's considered <laughs> warm in Buffalo. Um, a guy I grew up playing with, Brian Fish, tweets in and he says, can we just say the Flyers are champs? And he has a graph here, Russ. I saw and I the think, graph. Saw the graph. I think this is from uh, that website, Money Puck, that runs that yeah. algorithm. Yeah. And the algorithm is basically who you have remaining on your schedule and the projected path to the Stanley Cup final, and then the projected winner based on what you've done so far this season and the projected path. And right now, the team with the best odds, according to this algorithm, is the Philadelphia Flyers at 13.6%. The number two team is the Vegas Golden Knights at 12.1%. So he says, based on the money puck algorithm, can we just award the Flyers the cup and engrave it? No, because 
they just lost to the Bruins, who just got 100 points. So the yep. answer is no. All right, so Boston's chances to win the cup because of the path is 6.5% because they have, you know, at some point they're have to going to take on Tampa Bay. You would assume right. if Tampa Bay won the first round, but there's so many variables in the playoffs. The first yeah. round of the NHL playoffs is uh, the best word I can use for the first round of the NHL playoffs is treacherous. <laughs> Look, we don't even know if every team will be able to play all their games at home, right? I mean, you know, if yeah. you want to go back to like 1950 where the Rangers played their home games in Toronto because of the circus, I'm not telling you that that's impossible now because, you know, what if, I don't know, Celine Dion comes in for seven nights somewhere and they can't renegotiate that. You know, I mean, there's there could be strange things down the line here. Well, they're going to have to tell Celine Dion, my heart will go on. Go, go book passage on the Titanic and get out of here. We gotta, oh, we gotta that's NXT. mean. She'll un- well, she'll understand because she's a Canadian. Yeah, but you just told her to book passage on the Titanic. That's mean. Well, she can, maybe she can find the uh, heart of the... Uh, ocean uh, pendant, whatever. Um, Colin, Ber- <laughs> that was mean. Colin Berger tweets and he says, with TV and arena scheduling, how far into the spring can the, they real- realistically push the suspension of the season? Is there any chance they could end the regular season as is and begin the playoffs when the suspension is lifted? We kind of answered that because we did. Um, teams haven't played the same amount of games. And like, if you look just, you look at Columbus, who's played the most games in the in the uh, in the playoff race at right. seventy. And you look at the Islanders, like the Islanders are only a point behind, but haven't played two games. So you can't say, hey, Islanders, you should have had those points because you just didn't get as many games to get them. Right. I mean, that's where conventional thinking says they'll probably try and get them all at the same games, whatever number that is. Now, if Columbus only comes back and plays one or two, hey, that's just, you know, that's them's the breaks, man. I mean, but they're going to try and get everybody at the equal game mark simply because otherwise they'll be bickering and, you know, rightly so. Yeah, the most games played in the league so far, and a bunch of teams have played 71, including St. Louis, Vegas, Edmonton's played 71, Winnipeg's played 71, but there's playoff races in the West and in the Eastern Conference. Uh, nobody, Only one team has played 71 uh, that matters, and that's Montreal, but they're, they're out of it as well. Ottawa and, and Detroit have played 71. Maybe they just pack up shop and start counting down to training camp. Maybe, um, but, you know, the Blues could just pull what I think it was an ECHL team did and just not give the cup back. Right. Wasn't there an ECHL team that kept the trophy and they had to make another one? They refused to hand it in. Was it the Reading Royals? I don't know if it was the Reading Royals. I can't remember who it was, but they did. They refused to hand it in. Maybe the Blues are just going to do that if they don't like the setup. Wow. (laughs) Um, Tim Tobin tweets in with a great question. Oh, and the other thing, I will tell you, not to cut off Tim's question, I brought this up on another show, but I do believe down the line now, you're going to have to have like this paper you know how you, you basically have the seal on like a toilet? I think mm-hmm. before the next player gets the cup, it's going to have to be sanitized and you're going to have to get like that paper seal and break it before the other player could can start using it. I think they're going to have to start sanitizing it. So Phil Pritchard's going to have to hand out the cup shrink wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, these are the kind of questions we're going to have to have on the, uh, the Stick to Hockey podcast and Flyers Daily and everything else over the next couple of weeks while there is no games. Right. Uh, but Tim, Tim Tobin tweets in and he says, who would you take, Ovi to break Gretzky rec- Gretzky's record first or Giroud to pass Clark for all-time leading in Flyers history? And do you think one or both will actually happen? Well, I think that Ovi has a real good chance. I'd say like a 70% chance to break Gretzky's goal record. But I don't think that Giroux has a chance to break Bobby Clark's points record for the Philadelphia Flyers. 
No, I'm in agreement with you. If it's going to happen, I think it will happen the way you said it. I also think at some point Giroux could be a cap casualty and gets traded where in Clark there was those that was never an issue, right? So he could have played, you know, he played his whole career. There was never a worry that he would ever get traded. There could be a day where all of a sudden Claude Giroux's salary is not equal to his play and they, they trade him. Well, I don't, what's he have, two years left, Claude? Yeah, he has. Eight and a half, yeah. I think. I'll look yeah. it up over what yeah. we're talking about. But Giroux is 395 points back. Yeah, he's of, not catching Bob him. Clark. Yeah, he's not going to catch him. Um, there's just there's just no way. The league is so different now that that kind of uh, number of points is not a possibility. Now, Bob Clark in his career, uh, let me just give you the numbers. He had he played in 1,144 games and 1,210 points, 358 goals, 852 assists. Um, Claude's not even going to catch him in the assist area. And he He's cheated on every face-off. I just have to say that. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, Claude's played 889 games, 257 goals, 558 assists for 815 points. So he, he's not going to get to him. Could he no, get? he to, can't get to him. He'll get to number two. He'll get to Bill Barber, who's got 883 points. Yeah, he'll get that. He'll get that, rather, I think, rather easily. But yeah. I, I just don't see how Claude's going to be able to overtake Bob Clark uh, for the all-time there's just no way. Can you name the two players in between Claude and uh, Bob Clark right now on the points list for the Flyers? I mentioned Bill Barber. Do you know the third? Uh, you know, he didn't. That one's tough because I've got different names swimming through my head. I, I'm going to go McLeish on one of them, but he probably didn't play long enough. McLeish is actually number five at 697. Okay. The so guy at close. number three is a guy that by numbers should be considered a Hall of Famer, but is not. Okay, it's going to be, um, oh, uh, now I'm forgetting his name. He, he, um, he had a health issue recently. He, Gaffa, comes yeah. press, he comes through the press box a lot. Brian Prop, yeah. Brian Prop. Yeah, he had the, the, the stroke recently, but yes. he's doing very well. I didn't well. want to say that, but yes. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Proper's numbers are absolutely insane. They are, and I, I knew he would be in there. Yeah, he, played, he only played 790 games for the Flyers. He had 849 points, Russ, 369 goals in 790 games, 480 assists, um, just it, it, goals per game, just about a half a goal per game and 0.6 assists per game, uh, 1.075 points per game as a Philadelphia Flyer. I mean, pretty good numbers. Yeah. He went on to Minnesota, as we know. Um, Claude does have two years after this year. Right. Uh, and it, it, his cap hit is 8.275. Um, in real money owed in those years, he has um, $7.2 million of actual cash next year and then $5 million of actual cash in his last year. So uh, that's the deal right that now. That last year might be the year he gets traded because a team doesn't have to pay him that much. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that they will trade him. just nah, because You of never the- say never. Never say never. Not never say never say never in this NHL, but obviously yep. we know he's got the no-move clause and uh, full no trade clause as well, but right. Uh, uh, so interesting question. Great question from Tim to ponder, but I, I think it's uh, it got the better chance. All right, Russ, last thing. One of the things that uh, Dave Isaac and I were debating earlier this afternoon about uh, contracts, um, you know, the conclusion of the contract is June 30th. How, how would that play out? Because Louis Volpe tweets it and he says, I don't see why players in the NHLP PA wouldn't sign off on contract amendments adjusting when free agency commences due to these circumstances, especially if it's only to change the date. So if the playoffs were to go into July, obviously contracts wouldn't end on June 30th. They would have to go across the board to a couple days past the, the conclusion of the Stanley Cup, and then the draft would have to be moved as well. 
Well, first thing is, do they only pay insurance through June 30th? Well, that I mean, would have to be extended for sure. I mean, I know the players don't get paid during the playoffs. So are they still insured during the playoffs? I don't know that answer. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm assuming they are. I'm sure they're insured. No doubt about it. But, yeah, maybe, you know, that all has to be adjusted. If they're going to play later, they're definitely going to get to a period where they're not insured normally for, for a hockey play, right? So, yeah. so there's that. I mean, the draft will definitely happen. Will they have to move the date? Yeah. Um, will it get to the point where the draft is just like a phone draft? It's possible. I mean, the NFL is doing that. And yeah, so, well, yeah, they're prohibiting plans, uh, our fans from gathering in Vegas uh, for a lot of the pre-draft stuff. We'll see. You know, I, I thought that was a really early announcement for that particular. You know, that's not until it was. May. It was. So are, um, but again, I think the problem is they worry about people pre-buying tickets and you know, airfare and traveling and, and, and the interesting thing is for something like that, for that draft, that may improve the NFL draft because I hated the fact that teams were hunkered down at home in their little draft corners instead of actually all being in somewhere centrally located. If they get all the teams centrally located again, it'll be a better draft. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe Howie Roseman can pick a winner. Under, the, under those <laughs> uh, those circumstances. Somehow, I don't think so. Uh, Russ, that's going to do it for episode number 72. Uh, your homework assignment right now is to two things. A, start thinking of a player that wore number 73 right. for episode 73, because you have come up small in the last two episodes. I'll do better. Prominent current Russian players that wore 71 and 72. You yeah. missed on Malkin, and you missed on Bob. So I did. I got to tell you, you're less than impressive in that regard. Uh, but the other thing is, Figure out what the hell we're going to talk about in the next episode because there's not going to be any games. Well, good. Lucky for you and this show, uh, I do write about prospects and I know a lot about them. So we will talk about some guys heading into the draft for sure. And I'll give you the names ahead of time so you could do your due diligence too. I love it. And we'll also come up with like, maybe we'll come up like a, we never did our top five fighters of all time list. Maybe yeah, we'll, we could do that. That's great. Like a, since there's no NCAA tournament, we'll do a field of 64. The, the top fighters in NHL history with no current players on that list. There wouldn't be a guy that has played in the last three years that would be on that list, would there? Even in the top 64? Wilson, I mean, Wilson could possibly get in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's enough there to see. What about uh, I mean, Ryan look, Reeves? The, Reeves could get in there, too. The problem with Wilson is you're going to give him, like, the you're going to hang the Larry Holmes tag on him and say he didn't really beat anybody, but he's still the best of his of his group, right? Reeves is probably second. So it's not his fault. He fights all comers, right? So, I mean, you know. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. And we'll figure out all kinds of great things. And we're going to keep bringing you the episodes because we're all kind of hunkered down and locked down now, too. So yep. uh, good news about doing the podcast is you can do it from uh, your home abode. And I can do it from uh, my new studio. So Absolutely. we'll be bringing you. We'll be bringing you new episodes. Check out Sportsology.com for all the latest that Russ has got going on there. Follow Russ on Twitter at Sportsology. Follow me at Jason Mert. Follow the podcast at Stick, the number two hockey pod. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on episode 73. And as developments break, uh, we'll be bringing you emergency episodes if they warrant. So uh, tune in and uh, check it out and uh, spread the word and leave us a rating and review as well. And make sure you subscribe. Everybody, in the meantime, I usually say enjoy your hockey, but uh, enjoy thinking about your hockey when it does return. Thanks for listening.